Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, an accountant and business coach to the busy business mum looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, at the end of this episode, go on over to claremarquick.com.au to check out all my latest offerings, blog posts, and freebies. But right now, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Business Podcast, where this week I am chatting to Jane Robertson, the founder of Millwood's Shoes. Now, Millwood's was conceived when mum of three, Jane, saw the need for a gorgeous children's footwear range that didn't break the bank. Realising she wasn't the only mum seeking out fashionable yet practical shoes for her little ones, Jane set out to design a range of high quality shoes that are beautiful, affordable and most of all, comfortable. It wasn't long before mums began to crave the same style and comfort as their kids and Jane went back to the drawing board to bring to life a women's range of stylish, fashion forward and ultra comfortable footwear. Now, I heard Jane speak at an International Women's Day event earlier this year, and I loved her openness to share the real ups and downs of this journey. And I knew I had to get her on the show. So Jane, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks, Claire. Now, I am sure many people listening to this have thought, God, I wish I could just get X or I wish I could just get Y, but that doesn't necessarily translate to starting a business to produce X or Y. So I would love to know what what caused you to go, I wish I could find some comfortable, affordable, really high quality children's shoes to starting a business to develop them yourself. How, How did that come about? Well, they were $160 a pair in the US. And like, who wants to pay that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so at the yeah. time, that was even parity. So um, that, that would have been the easy option. In hindsight, the cheaper <laughs> option, by a long $160 pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the thing is, is that when you have kids, well, for me and my husband and I, it really came down to, um, I had a great job. I worked in health and I was an executive officer. Like I had a really good job. But then it came down to James is going to grow and there'll probably be more kids behind him. And then who's going to look after him in school holidays? Because like, what do you do? That's 12 weeks a year. And we didn't have kids to put them in vacation care. Um, as much as I maybe sometimes should put them in vacation care. Um <laughs> we wanted to be the ones who are around and we wanted to be looking after our kids. So it came sort of this thing. It's like, it just stuck there. I was like, I can't find these shoes. I can't find these shoes. I can't find these shoes. And then one day I was having this chat with my girlfriend and she was like, well, there's this shoe business for sale. And so I looked into it um, and we were really serious about buying it. My dad's accountant said to me, she's got a great product and can't execute it or she's got great execution and a crap product. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really want to do this, you need to have a crack on your own. I'm like, why not? Pregnant with number two, life's easy, right? You just do, God, pure insanity. Um, And that's just what we did. And it just felt like every time a door closed or something didn't go my way, there was just, like, I didn't really care too much about it. I just thought, right, well, we just keep hunting. Mm. And I just kind of let it naturally evolve and before I knew it I had this random email address from my cousin who lives in Sydney and he um just got me this email address for this sourcing agent because after spending hours on Alibaba and all the other stuff trying to find sourcing agents 
And then I had Katie's email address and essentially the rest is history. Five years later, we have a thriving shoe business that started with children's shoes. And very sadly, we don't do kids' shoes anymore. We only do women's. Um, but that's the crux of it. It's an amazing story. So it's not like you've come from a, a shoe design, even a fashion design nope. background or anything nope. like that. It's not been a dream of yours to nope. create your own footwear line for like ever. And, and this- oh, look, I've loved shoes. I really love shoes. And I used to have a reputation for being able to sprint in stilettos. Like I loved shoes. But you are a um, shoe expert. <laughs> on the other, other, other end. Yeah. But I haven't even, I've never even worked in a retail store. Can make cocktails with the best of them, but cannot, never worked in a retail store. I just, I, lo- I love that because I think, you know, even like you joke and we've, we've joked and I've heard you joke before, you know, it's a matter yeah. insanity. What the hell was I doing? Why didn't I just buy the shoes kind of thing? But there mm-hmm. will be people listening to this that have these ideas that are like, oh, I just, yep. I want to do that. But, you know, I'm no fashion designer. I'm no whatever you know, insert occupation here yeah. and we'll put barriers in front of ourselves, won't we? But it's like you've just gone, 100%. well, pull the barriers. I'm just going to do it anyway. And I think the thing was is that kind of just I get a bit woo-woo every now and then and I go, if it wasn't meant to be, there would have been some hard stops, right? Like it's we were seriously considering shutting the, um, like, okay, so I remember lying on a couch. I was pregnant with number three, which is Willa. And she was a total surprise. Like I didn't even find out I was pregnant with her until like 10 weeks. I was like, shit. Like I'd already pressed go on Millwoods. It was too late to press stop. And then, but what we did have to do is we had to change the sole of the shoe because I literally found a competitor who was starting around the same time as me. And we had exactly the same soles on the shoes. Like cannot be. So we had to like halt production, go into that, change it. Um, and like, that was probably the only major red flag that happened before we got the stock arriving and like people just like people want to help you. So, you know, like every time I asked a question, they were literally going out of their way to help me. And Mm -hmm. it was just, and if it didn't work, then it was like, tell me. And it was like, okay, well that door's closed and you just sort of sit on it for a while. And I didn't ever push timelines or anything like that. I just kind of just let it be and it yeah. just did what it did I love and that I love, I, I, I love that woo woo thing as well sorry we're totally talking yeah. on top of each other right <laughs> it is right yeah I'm a, I'm a big believer in it and I'm getting more and more and more attuned to it yeah when something feels right even if it flies in the face of logic um yeah. when something feels right we go for it you know and like you, did, you you had that initial conversation with with an accountant to kind of go yeah actually maybe this isn't quite the opportunity but how about you have a go of it on your own sort of thing yeah so I think there's an element of sort of um justifying is that the right word or putting a bit of logic to our crazy thinking sort of thing yeah. but uh, it, it comes down to, I think when you know something feels right, you're going to make it work, aren't you? Like, mm. Yeah. And, like and because you also said, I think like, you know, I was fortunate that I got to take, was it, I took about six months off with each of the kids and I was really fortunate that we could do that. We made that work for us and that's not everybody's, you know, story, but yeah. that was, we could do that. And then it became, 
I got that taste of freedom. Mm. And that's really what it is. I loved going back to the office because I really, um, I really enjoyed, um, you know, my workmates and schedules and yeah. God, if I could live my life, I'd have everything, you know, scheduled in with an inch of its <laughs> life because I like to live like that. But kids are not like that and you have to work on their terms. And what am I? I'm eight and a half years in and I'm still fighting my, fighting it with every inch of my body because that's what I just, I just want routine and just don't yep. have it anymore. Um, and I think when you got that taste of freedom and all of a sudden it became, oh, shit, like there are 24 hours in a day. Mm. I don't need to be there nine to five. And do you know what? I can actually probably do my job in a four hours a day, not eight. So, you know, why not make the most of that? So it became about designing a business that suited us as well. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff about our business that is not what people say you should do in inverted commas, right? Like, you know, I've, I've set the business up so that we, we pay subject matter experts to do what they do really well so that I have time to spend with my kids yeah and I barely pay myself the grocery bill and that's a choice for us because my kids are what are they four six and eight there's there's elements of like it's it's priceless that time isn't it like we're not going to get it back kind of thing you know hopefully things continue and the business continues to grow and thrive and in time um you know it it could be in a very different position but I think that's the big thing that I really like to focus on through through like my work and what the work that I do like our businesses are here to serve us correct and and the lifestyle that we want to be living and so you know that might mean well I'm going to hustle my ass off and I'm going to grow a seven-figure business in five years that might be what success is to some people, but to others, it's like, you know, I want to have the time to spend with my kids. If it pays for the groceries and the mortgage, awesome, whatever it is. And, and anything and everything in between, I think we can oh. get hung up on what a successful business should be. Correct. Yeah. And I think as females, we're constantly trying to prove that we can do it all. What do they say? Parent like you're not working and work like you don't parent. And mm, I like that. I that and before. I think that's, the whole you know what it's a bomb site out there an absolute bomb site but the kids are happy they're fed they're clean they're warm all you know they tick all the boxes and you know we've all been locked in lockdown with COVID over the last couple of weeks and mm. so I got it and then I was actually allowed to leave and then everybody else got it the week after me so it's like whoo I've got freedom I'm out of here see ya, <laughs> see ya. And I'm looking at it going it's they were so good. And he sort of looked, my husband and I looked at each other and I was like, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. Because you'd kick them outside. He's like, I am done. <laughs> Can't handle you anymore. Just go outside for half an hour. And before you know it, they were lost in themselves, having such a nice time. You're like, that's, this is why we do it. This is yeah. why we kill ourselves, really. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, totally hear you. God, the amount of times I've had that. I'm like, just get outside. It's like, what are yeah. we going to do? I'm like, yeah. you've got hundreds of dollars worth of bikes and scooters and bike ramps and motorbikes and basketball hoops and swimming pools. Go. Go, Go find, find it. Yeah. Go sort it out yourself. That's yeah. what we had to do. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Without all of our hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, you know, chicks and mud yeah. and trees and whatnot. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. But I think that's also the other thing is that I, the further I get into this business, the more it's becoming about me because sleep is not negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sorry, I know that I don't get back to you instantly on Instagram and Facebook and email, but I run a business and I have a life mm. and I switch off at five o'clock. I, I, I do and I don't, right? Like, you know, Friday night, I, I had a meeting that didn't start till 7.30 on a Friday night. We finished, we wrapped up at about nine, quarter past nine. But that's my choice. <laughs> it's always allowed, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. But that, that was a design meeting that we couldn't fit in any, any other time and we've got, we're running to timelines, so you just have to do it. But then I sit there and go, I'm not prepared. Like life's tiring enough without sitting there being a slave to my social media and a slave, like, yeah, and I re- I, I'm trying to own that and go, guys, I'm sorry, I'm not available 24-7. Yeah. You get me between nine and five, Monday to Friday. And if that doesn't suit you, then I'm sorry, you may not be in our ideal customer. Yeah. I think that is such like, that sounds like such a simple thing, but in this day and age where we can be on all the time and we live in this kind of like instantaneous world, aren't we? Like we're so society getting so used to being able to get answers to questions, access to information, responses to things just like that, that it, yep. as small business owners, you can feel like, oh shit, well, you know, it, it can feel like, oh my God, I'm neglecting my customers or I'm neglecting my clients, but really we're yep. just setting boundaries for ourselves. So they're going to allow us to continue our business on for years Correct. and years and years and serve those clients yep. from a much more stable mental headspace. <laughs> no. Well, it's like I can't write back to somebody like when you're doing customer service, because I'll be honest, the emails that come in are foul. People are so rude, so rude. And when you're tired and you don't put boundaries in, you just want to fly off the handle back at them and that doesn't help anybody. Mm. So you literally, so I am very conscious that, you know, I do sit there and I breathe and go, some of them, because we do have an automatic reply on a lot of our customers, you know, we'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. And sometimes it can be a little bit longer if they're rude. Because like if I don't, yeah. So I'm just like breathe and take it back and, you know, draft several emails before yeah. one goes back. <laughs> and it is just, I do my best. And I really try really hard to make sure that we are very good on customer service. But every now and then I'm like, jeez, <laughs> breathe. Something will breathe. happen that will just test you. Yeah. I was at a Microsoft Outlook training like years and years ago um, and I remember the guy who was doing the training showed us that you can put a delay. So after you've pressed send, you can program in a delay before it actually sends. So it gives you time to make changes. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) that is amazing because I am definitely one to, you know, not always fly off the handle, you know, and, and sort of respond to something abusive, but I'll just... I'll just look at something and I'll go, oh, yeah, I can deal with that quickly. And I'll bang, 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 bang send. And then I'll, then I'll process and, oh, shit, I should have said X, Y, yeah. Z. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. that's great <laughs> to know that there's a, there's a send delay there. Well, I might need to find that one. <laughs> Google, Microsoft Outlook, send delay. I can't even remember yeah. how to do it now, but, you know, yeah, I just remember it's there. <laughs> Done. 
but that's another thing isn't it like and it's another thing that I think is so very important is putting systems and things like that in place and rules and boundaries like you say because we don't want to be slaves to our business like we said before like our business is there to serve us and the lifestyle that we want so you know we've got to put things in place like automatic replies and things like that to give us Mm. that space to be the business owner that we that we want to be sort of thing well it's like also choosing how to what you're a slave to so it's like I use um ClickUp, which is like a task management program because it just talks so easily to my emails and all of a sudden it's like I just send things off to ClickUp. So all of a sudden my inbox is not a massive to-do list. Mm. It's things that I actually have to deal with as opposed to and then remembering stuff. And a lot of people go, oh, you know, you like schedule it in calendar. I was like, oh, I don't do that. Like I literally roll by ClickUp because it's like, well, you know, what if a task only takes me 30 seconds to do this week and last week it took me 30 minutes? I was like, ah, yeah, we'll just roll with ClickUp and I just sort of, it remembers everything for me. I like that. A few, a few people have mentioned ClickUp to me recently. I'm like, hmm, maybe this is the universe telling me I need to look into something like this. Yeah, look, I um, I actually got someone to set it up properly for me and get a few of our um, project templates and timelines and those sorts of things in there and it's awesome. Because, yeah. like, all of a sudden I don't need to be sitting there looking at a spreadsheet going, where are we up to? Because it automatically just tells me where I'm up to. Um, you know, because some people like Asana and um, Trello and all those sorts of things. But I'm a bit, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. It's just like I, I, I like crossing things off lists. Yep. <laughs> ClickUp works really well for me because um, it makes me feel like I've got that sense of achievement. And the way that it literally just talks to my emails it's like things are in there done and I was like oh it just makes life so much easier absolutely and every little every little like smidgen of time we can cut from something and the little bits of headspace like the things we don't have to think about because we've got it yep. sorted that's very handy especially I think yeah. for, for months because we've got so much other stuff like running the business is almost something that is on the side of like everything else isn't it because yep. you know home life, family life, school, all the stuff, not to mention trying to have a social life, have a relationship, be fit and healthy and all these different hats. The list is pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I'm um, winning today because I think before before even 10 o'clock I'd done the washing, had the slow cooker on, answered most of my emails. I was like, because I knew we were coming up at midday. I was like, I've really got to be ready at midday. This is a really good day. I'm doing really well today. I like it. I like it. Nothing like a deadline to make us be efficient, uh-huh. right? Awesome. Awesome. We had um, we had an impromptu visit from my um, my hubby's parents um, yesterday, and you know, like rang up like the day before. Oh, we're going to call in. Is that all right? I'm like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, hmm. Looking around the house, I'm like, right, boys, <laughs> you yeah. get the vacuum, you get the duster. <laughs> off we go you get a deadline you get on with stuff (laughs) yeah it's good really good tell me about the um progression so you started off with um started off with kids shoes and a reminder for everybody like listening in who maybe hasn't come across you before you are not a fashion designer a shoe designer you haven't come from that background so where do you where do you start you talked before about alibaba and sourcing agents so like Mm -hmm. Share that story of how you even start for anyone listening that might be inspired to then go for something they thought of as a crazy idea. Oh, I think I 
um, Google a lot and I end up in rabbit holes all the time. Um, and like I said, like I just start asking questions and then the right people fall in your lap because I mm. feel like, you know, you put your bullshit meter on and, you know, I paid for a few courses and a few things. Like there was, a, you can even find a course online that tells you the stages of producing a shoe. Like you can go right into it. And so I did all of that and then I knew what I wanted it to look like. Mm-hmm. But so with the kids, like I'd act, I did go and buy a few samples and those sorts of things. And then I touched base with a podiatrist to make sure that we were hitting a few marks in terms of what do I need to know about shoes? Because I don't know anything about shoes. So, you know, someone designs it, but then like, is that a good shoe or is it not a good yeah. shoe or why? Or what do we need to change and how? And so you just like literally just start asking questions and you'd be surprised who in your network has contacts to things. Mm. So it's like a friend of mine set me up with Benny, who's the podiatrist that I consult with, Um, you know, and he just talked me through all this stuff that I needed to make sure that the kids' shoes were really good quality and, we, you know, do we need to change things here or we need to move that there or this needs to be a bit higher and that a bit wider and, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, and then I think it's just, there's so much trial and error, Mm. so much. And you can call it money wasted on something, but I don't ever see it as money wasted because like, you don't know if you don't try. Yeah. And budgets are there and I don't know. I just, you've got to try because if you don't have a crack, nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah. So, and look, I had a massive fail last year. A massive fail it cost me a lot of money. We, I thought I was getting this awesome marketing guru in, and it was not good, not good. But it just like it happens, right? And it just is what it is. But you don't put them down as um. Like there's other things where you sit there and you just go like even the shoes, right? Like. You listen to the market, you listen to the market, you listen to the market. And um, like our snowfer, which is our cross between a sneaker and a loafer, yep. Um, yep. people were talking about how they wanted these, um, they wanted us to do sneakers but a little bit different. And so we did something and they're a really hard sell. And when I mean a really hard sell, like I've still got stock from two years ago. Wow. Like that's wow. not, like you don't, so you just don't redo it. And I just don't think you don't beat yourself up about it. You just kind of, you try. Yeah. You just try. Um, And then like, and, but as you're trying, you're trying to form some kind of consistency and you go, no, well, this is what I stand for. And does it match our quality? Does it match our ethics? Does it match our sustainability? Do we, where do we sit in that? Okay. Well, no. All right. Okay. Well then like, we just had this incredible photo shoot that I swear I've been visualizing since we started the women's range. And it's taken me forever to get it right. And it's just getting it right. And it's not to say that the people that I was working with before weren't fantastic because everybody had done a good job, but it was finally just something clicked. Yes. And all of a sudden yes. it just lands. Um, and it just, I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> I, 
I, there is so much that people can take away from everything that you have just said there. I think like uh, it's not what, what I heard you just say is it's not a case of just throwing money around and, and hoping for the best. It's a case of listening to the market, responding to the market, responding to our gut, giving things a go. And if things yeah. don't work out how we thought they might, not getting so personally hung up on that, just chalking it up to experience. Yeah. And moving on, because at the end yeah. of the day, what is like crying amid a, a you know, a sort of waterfall, you know, I, I'm just imagining sitting in a room with shoeboxes oh. all around me thinking, oh, my God, I'm such a failure. You know, what, what is that going to do? Oh, my God, the insomnia and the sleepless nights that have gone with this business. Uh, look, I used to be a brunette. Like, I used to be a really dark brunette. And this is only probably four years ago I was a really dark brunette. And I now I call it the Maxwell Sheffield stripe, you know, from the nanny, the, the guy out of the nanny, because I am literally grey, literally down the centre of my head, and that's the only place I'm, and it's so grey that I've had to grow blonde. And you're just like, look, this is what it does to you. And it's not like, like the kids are fine. Like they're hard on the grind. They're kids. They're little. But holy shit, this business and what I put myself through for it, bloody hell. How does that impact? Because I, again, I know from my own client base, my own um, friends and contacts who own their small businesses, how do you uh, form that, I guess, separation or how do you prevent all, you know, the stress and the worry and the thinking and the, how do you, how do you stop that just leaching into everyday life or does it leach into everyday no, life? It does. Yeah, it does. One is, one is the same. Yeah. Um, and I think I've just learned to my, that my heart rate literally runs at 160 beats an hour from the moment that I wake up to the moment that I go to sleep. And that's just what we do, right? Because it's just the anxiety that goes with it. And it's not, um, no, 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 like the past 12 months, things have changed dramatically, but it's the unknown. It's mm. you're constantly 100 bucks on red. <laughs> yes. And even though, like, you're sort of sitting there calculating the risks, but it is the constant unknown. And you just try. Like, we you have can't to keep doing that to get trying. We have to get to that point, don't we, where we're, like, comfortable. It's such a cliche. It's such a buzz thing. Comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, Correct. we are, if we are deciding to, um, you know, the entrepreneurship life or the, uh, you know, small business life, like, we have to, we, we have to, um, give up a bit of that like what you were talking about before that control that scheduling that everything maps yep. out perfectly knowing exactly what's going to happen we have to let that go because if we try and run a business like that like we are going to drive ourselves absolutely insane ah. like we're going to push ourselves to break down aren't we like we've got to just well, learn to be able to ebb and flow a hundred percent and I think like I was only talking to a girlfriend about this yesterday and it's like because you know my the kids and how many sports they do and like I'm saying no to sports because I genuinely believe that our children need a day at home that's yeah. just what I believe so Sundays whether it's Sunday or Sunday I don't care which one but you need a day at home you need a day to just be a kid not get up so early and all that sort of stuff and it's like but are we teaching them to be totally overscheduled by letting them do all this stuff yeah. And, you know, we spend our lives running around being these lunatics and we're paying the price for it because, you know, we're all tired and we're all got, we're all got anxiety. And we're all, you know, 
our stress levels are out of control and all these other stuff. And you can list off the things that are bad that we all want to change. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm saying no, because I don't want to teach my kids to be that part of me. Yeah. Because it's not healthy. Oh, 100%. You you literally cannot do everything. You can't achieve everything. You can't be everything to everybody. So, like, I have so many girlfriends that I would just love to spend more time with, just to even say hi, at least, you know, once a quarter. But the reality is that their lives are crazy and my lives are crazy. And it doesn't mean that they don't mean anything to me. It just means that at the moment I just can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to hope that when I can, there's, still around They're still around yeah and the, the ones that the ones that are true friends will we the ones yeah. that the ones yeah. that weren't maybe won't and and so be it I remember yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was um an MR Isaacs event it was Wagga Women in Business which is yep. the International Women's Day um event that that we sort of met at as well yeah. and she came and she was doing a talk and she was talking about this juggle as a mum and a business owner and and everything and she described it like um a gas burner a gas burner stove like uh-huh. you know there's only so much gas and you know it, you can you can turn one burner on and it's really powerful you keep turning all the other burners on and you know you you can't just generate gas out of nowhere, you know, like you, your bottle's got a finite amount of gas in it. So yeah. something's got to give. And she, and she was talking the same sort of thing, the, the social life and the spending time with friends. She's like, right now, business and family are my priorities. So that yep. means that my social life with my friends has to take a back seat. And, and yep. I'm okay with that because I'm, you know, using that time to invest in my business and still be there for my kids kind of thing. And I think that's what sometimes we can forget, can't we? Like we'll, we sit there and we can flick through Insta and there's someone who's really focused on their health. And then there's someone else who's focused on, you know, doing craft activities with their kids. And then we see a post from someone else who's, you know, gone on a romantic holiday with their hubby and someone else posts about their business. And we sit there as one person thinking, oh shit, you know, I'm useless. I'm doing none of that. But each one of those people is focusing on that one or two things. They're not doing everything that's important yet we, to them at the time. Exactly. Yep. But yet we can think, oh, shit, I'm useless because I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that or I'm not doing this. So I think that's that's a really important thing for people to remember, isn't it? Like find oh. the things that are priority for you and focus yep. on them. Because I think in that comes the confidence to run your own race. Yes. Um, and that in anything like business is the most soul destroying lonely thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. It is literally, and it's possibly, I call it almost like golf, right? Golf is the most grounding sport you can play. You hit an amazing shot. Literally 30 seconds later, you are a pleb who has no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so it's you a bit like that, right? shots to get out oh, of there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, I use it like it's a really good, like it just, you just, it just, you just have to keep the confidence going and run your own race because if you keep looking over your shoulder or what your neighbor's doing and the the grass is always greener somewhere else, but you don't see what's going on. Like how do they water their grass? You don't know that. And they might have somebody else watering it or they might just go, no bugger it. Someone else can clean my house. Well, I do that. Like it's, and we all like different stuff and to do it different ways. And it just is, 
do what suits you. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the best things that we ever did is when we moved out here to the farm because we've been out at farm nearly six years now. Yeah. And I'd never lived on a farm before, so it was pretty hard for me initially. And now I kind of love it because I get my anonymity. Yep. I get to, I kind of call the shots on, no, I'll do it this way. No one sees, no one hears. You just do it your own way. And mm. it just is awesome. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. How do you find you keep the um, keep your momentum up, keep your energy up? Like there are ups and downs, like you said. You know, there, yeah. there are days where you've had that cracking shot and got a hole in one or a par at yeah. least, and then there's other days where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> and nothing's going right. How do you how do you find you charge yourself through those lull times? God, I don't know. I'd love to tell you, but I really don't know. <laughs> Um, just get through. I do. I just think it is right. So you just it is just like something. But yeah, like you get the shit times, right? But they're not. There's always something else to look forward to. Mm. Um, and if there isn't, then I don't know. I kind of create it. Yeah. So like you know, um, we've just come home from six days at the Sydney Royal Easter Show, and that was unbelievable. But then I was like, okay, I've been back. We all had COVID when I got back. And, and now I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so now I'm planning what's happening in September. So it's May, but I'm planning for September. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I think, like I know that's still four months away, pretty much five, but it's still, I don't know, there's just always that next step. So you, go, you finish something off and you just get going on the next thing. And because, like, if you're putting it in, something will change. It'll either be that you've decided that, okay, the direction that I want to go is done, so we move on, or you need to find something. Or it, like We were so close to shutting Millwoods down, wow. so close to shutting it down because nobody bought the kids' shoes. Mm. Um, and they were really hard. Like There's so many things, right, like really hard sell. Once you got kids into them, they were fine. They were converts, but it was like a really hard sell. And then I went, bugger it, we'll just try with the women's shoes. And we just ordered 200 pairs of our leopard loafer. And before you know it, like it just kind of went bananas. But even still, it would have been okay for it to end because we tried. Yeah. I would not have liked it. My ego would have taken a massive, massive hit. And it would have just been, like I would have felt like I'd failed. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden this taste of the freedom and the lifestyle and working my way the way that I, I want to wouldn't have been there. It wouldn't have been the option. I would have been back in the office. But I don't know, now post-COVID, I think the world's different as well. Like so people aren't necessarily focused on their hours that you're in the office. They're probably going to start focusing a bit more on the job that you do, which is probably the way that it is. And I think that's how you create balance. It's let's focus on the task at hand rather than how long it takes me to do it. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's such that's such great advice. And you know, it's it's something that's come up in a, in a lot of um, client sessions with me lately. Is how do I keep this momentum up? How do I how do I keep this energy level up? And I think you know the answer is that you don't. You accept some days yeah. are bad days. You accept that some days yep. is is enough just to make sure our children have breakfast and are at school. Like you know, that's pretty much about all we can uh. achieve in that day, and that that's okay. And we 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 need to be okay with that and understand that actually um keeping that momentum going is not all about being 100 percent on 
all the time. It's about just being as on as we can be each day and continuing to take one step in front of the other. And so, I, really- <coughs> I use my failures as comedy. I don't know if many other people do it. Like, so, for instance, just listening to that, like um, the kids have decided lately that they like taking two-minute noodles to school. We all know two-minute noodles are really not that great for kids. But, you know, whatever, they're eating, I'll send them to them and I throw in frozen peas to make myself feel better. And then, like, the way I was packing their lunchboxes, they both arrived at school and they didn't have lunch because they just had their little thermos things in their lunchboxes but I hadn't put anything inside it. And so the school calls in, like, the kids have got no lunch. So my work here is done. But it's just, like, you just go, oh, have you got because the school that my kids go to, there isn't a um, there isn't a canteen. It's like, have you got any bread in the freezer? Like, <laughs> 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 I'll be there in about half an hour or forty minutes. Just I don't know, sort them out, and I'll be there shortly. Like it's not the end of the world, right? But you've just got to laugh because we're not robot or fembots or whatever. It, like it just happens. It's just life. Like. Exactly. And oh, you're better off laughing at it than you are sitting there beating yourself up about it. Oh, well, shit. Remember the day that you, I sent you with your lunchbox, but it was empty? <laughs> I sent my, um, so my, um, our youngest son, when he was younger, had um, peanut, like had peanut allergies, cashew nut yeah. allergies. So I was a, you know, allergy conscious. I've got celiac disease. So I'm an yeah. allergy, consider myself an allergy conscious mum. Yet I sent our preschooler to school with peanut butter sandwiches and he came home and he was like, <laughs> mum, he's like, I had to sit all by myself at a table with the teachers. <laughs> he has never let me live that down. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, of all but the mums that kid to school with peanut butter, it's the mum yeah. of a kid with a peanut allergy. Oh, I think you're doing well that you've even got it in the house. I'd be too scared if I had a kid with a peanut allergy. Like, it just is what it is, right? You just have to love it and move on. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Such great advice. There is so much, like I reckon we could just talk for ages. There is so much more stuff I want to ask you. (laughs) If people want to um, find out more about Millwoods, want to check out your your range of shoes, where can they find you? Uh, We've got a great website, which is Millwoods, M-I-L-L-W-O-O-D-S.com.au. And we're on Instagram, which is at Millwoods. That's it. Um, and I always get our Facebook handle wrong, so I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I'll post the link in the show notes to this episode yep. anyway. So yep. anyone who's like mad keen on Facebook, they'll be able to find you there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And thank you so much. It has been such a fun conversation and I think a really important one too. Um, yeah. I've taken heaps away from it and I hope everybody listening has too. So thank you very much. My pleasure. I think as we're ending, I think the thing is to just just be real because life, Life is too, like, and you just got to have a crack, just trying because nobody gets anywhere without having a go. So, and just do the best that you can. Yes. Um, And that's going to ebb and flow. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I 100% resonate. I got to a point in life after, you know, a couple of big setbacks where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to live my life by what ifs anymore. If there's yeah. something that I want to give a go, I'm going to give it a go. And if it, if it yeah. flops, so be it, it flops. But at least I can say I tried. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, such good advice. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Claire, so Thank much. you.
Wow, what another fabulous conversation. I just love the common themes that come through these conversations. It's just, it's really, I find it almost heartening to hear um, that the same themes keep coming up time and time again. I think the, the key one for me in this conversation is the fact that we're running our own race. Our priorities, our markers of success are different to other people's and that is completely okay. The important thing is knowing what our business is here to support, you know, the lifestyle that we want to live. What is our business here to support and what is therefore important for us to do? It's so easy, isn't it, to compare ourselves to other people and what we're doing and what other people are doing in their businesses. But really, that doesn't matter because as our goals, our priorities, uh, the lifestyle that we're creating are all going to be different. So the important thing is that we're running our own race. The other thing I loved um, about Jane's story is not taking things too seriously, accepting that shit happens, things will go wrong, we'll make bad decisions, we'll have mama fails, you know, stuff happens. And beating ourselves up over those things is not going to get us anywhere. A great question that I always ask myself is, how is this serving me? How is me having a pity party? How is me beating myself up? How is me feeling, making myself feel like poo? How is that serving me? How is that helping me? And I'm not saying that I suppress my feelings. You know, I have a pity party. I feel down. I, I, you know, let myself feel whatever I need to feel. But then there comes a point where I'm like, okay, all right, it's time to buck my pants, you know, pull my big girl pants on, buck my ideas up and, and get moving because essentially sitting in and wallowing in that, um, in that negative, in that, in that low energy isn't going to get us anywhere. It isn't going to get me anywhere anyway. I've certainly learned that. So I love that. Um, Jane saying, you know, just roll with it, like accept that things happen and roll with it. I think that's such great advice. The final thing that I took away from from Jane's story is is how she said, just try, you know, just have a crack and give something a go. There is always room to tweak. And, you know, my coach says, do it dirty. It's like we are never going to get perfect. We are never going to be 100 percent happy, 100% confident, 100% that, you know, all our ducks are lined up. So just do it. And we can tweak along the way. We can make changes along the way. We can improve. We can add things. We can take things out. We can make things more effective and efficient. Once we have started, you know, there are always things to learn, but if we don't have a crack in that first instance, then we're never going to know. We will, we will think ourselves into doing absolutely nothing. So if you can take anything away from this conversation, take that, just give it a go, just give it a crack. Such good advice. You have been listening to the Real Life Business Podcast with me, Claire Marquick, bringing confidence, clarity, and calm to the busy mum in business. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated. And 
I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at claremarkwick.reignite. And let's share this real life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.